Welcome to Talking Friars. I'm your host, Ralph Shockey. Joining me today, and as always, is my co-host, Richard Scott. Rich, we are here back in Smith. Uh, you know, it's been about a month hiatus since we've recorded. Yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't figure out Zoom over break, unfortunately, but we're here for you all tonight. Uh, we're going to basically recap every game we missed. We're not going to hit on every game game by game, but we'll probably we'll give you like the synopsis of each game, our biggest takeaways, and then we'll shift toward, uh, you know, DePaul tonight, what that means for the team going forward, what that game means. But before we get into all that, Rich, uh, how are you doing? How was your break? Hey, I'm doing great, Ralph. I mean, break was definitely uh, necessary, much needed. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, stressed out like the end of the semester, so he cleared my mind, you know, mm-hmm. was able to uh, watch the Friars play, you know, uh, to finish like the year out. You know, had those nice two wins against Marquette and Butler. And, you know, went on the losing streak in 2024. You know, we haven't seen a win yet in in, in the new year. But uh, yeah, I gotta say though, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to be here tonight. We're back in Smith, yeah, in the makes- art school. You know, we're studying the art of podcasting, yeah. as I like to say. True, yeah. You know, but um, yeah, it's a pleasure being here with you uh, here tonight, Ralph. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, how, how was your break? It was uh, it was good. It was good. It was good to be back home. You know, I saw my friends from home. You know, had a few beverages with them, uh, watched sports, obviously. Yeah, of you know, course, of course. Had my uh, grandparents from Atlanta come up to see me, Jack, and my, Jack, my brother, and our other brother, Will, and just our family at home. Yeah. So that was great. Uh, you know, Santa treated me very well. So That's very, good. very grateful, thankful, and blessed for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was a month, which is, I think, is a little too long for me. Yeah. You know, I can do, I can do two weeks. Uh, but then it gets into three weeks, four weeks. Then I started yeah. to kind of get uncomfortable and like, I need to go back. I need like structure, routine, mm-hmm. discipline and stuff. But yeah, you know, it was good. I just, I wish it was a little shorter, but you know, definitely it, it was definitely, I mean, it's just good to see my family again, obviously oh, like miss my dog, you know, took her out yeah. all the time, played ball with her, took her for walks and stuff. Yeah. I just love her so much. You know I mean? I, I don't like, I don't have like a little sister mm-hmm. or like a sister at all. So it's like, she kind of acts as that and like, That's pretty cool. Just with pets and stuff, especially dogs. Like, I'm kind of getting on a tangent here, and I apologize for that. But like, you just develop like a love and affection for them. Of course. And it's just it's so hard to say goodbye. Yeah. Because like you know they love you so much, and like you know when we leave the house, she puts her paws up on like the windowsill. Yeah. And you can see her as you're walking to the car, and it just breaks your heart. But yeah. yeah, you know the break was good, but I'm definitely glad to be back. Glad to be podcasting yeah. again. Yeah, you I'm know, happy I, to be podcasting. I too, certainly I mean. miss that. Yeah. Over break, and especially with these Big East games. I mean, just the way the academic calendar is scheduled and the way the Big East games are scheduled, it yeah. just it makes it very tough and annoying to yeah. podcast and do it like this. No, I know. And like, I kind of wish we figured out Zoom, but I prefer this so much more. Yeah, and, no, I, I, I do too. I mean, but also break, you know, actually, I. I I differ with you in like the mm-hmm. sense that uh, you know I wish break was longer. Uh-huh. I do I like you know like a little bit of a longer break, but yeah. Yeah, I see where you're coming from though. Yeah. The structure, the order, right. you know, seeing your friends back here at school. Oh you know? yeah, I know. But great. I do, I do like sleeping in every single day. Yeah, that's like, you know, Not having any work to do. That's it's definitely nice, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, could have you know we really couldn't figure out Zoom over break. But yeah, it's, also, it's, it's all good, too. Because you know, like like the week before Christmas, you do all your Christmas shopping right, and stuff yeah. like that, and then the Christmas the to New Year's time, right? Just, and it's you know, like very, everyone's just like lazy yeah, and exactly bored and like yeah, you know, everyone's I mean, on their own schedule, you know, pretty much. Yeah, I think Tuesday's Monday and blah blah blah. Whatever yeah, exactly, the rest of it, exactly. Right? Yeah, actually, I don't I don't even know what today. I say it's Wednesday, I believe. Wednesday the seventeenth. Yeah, yeah. Right, so it's Wednesday. That's the first time I've you know. Yeah. So uh, all right, I think think with that uh, that all that good stuff, I think we'll hop into the first game Sounds here with with Marquette. Yeah. So Marquette. So. Great game. First game uh, at the dunk. First conference game at the dunk. 
Uh, we beat them by 15. Yep. Definitely a great game. I mean, sure. Carter with the 22. And I, as you'll touch on, you know, start of his Big East Player of the Year campaign. For sure. And, uh, yeah, followed by tickets. The ticket had an uh, outstanding performance, yeah. putting up uh, 18 points with five three-pointers. And, you know, I think uh, defensively we definitely shut down Igodoro very well. Um, that definitely wasn't scripted. No. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's hard to, like, really recall these things from memory, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, this was, like, you know, going <laughs> – <laughs> I'm so happy to be back. Oh, like, yeah. I think just like going into this game, it was a big, big opportunity to make a statement, right? You know, it was like you were playing the defending Big East champions at home. Yes. The first game of Big East play, year one of Kim English. Like, you know, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. You know, like, are you going to make a statement or are you going to crumble? And, you know, after this win, I saw, like, they put up a graphic, and it was, like, the team with the most wins in college basketball the last three seasons has been PC. Yep. And that was, I believe, the other three teams were Arizona, Texas, and Kentucky. And those are, you know, ones at least a blue blood in Kentucky. Then Arizona's a great program. And then Texas is also a great program, too. But, you know, going into it, I, I was skeptical. I thought we were going to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because, like – even going into the game, you know, you had, you were in a two-game win streak with Brown and Sacred Heart, and then the, but that was really coming off the Oklahoma game, which is right. the biggest and realest game out of that yep. th- those three. And, and I do want to add, I think the Sacred Heart game we didn't even play too well. I mean, yeah. at halftime it was almost tied. I think we were only up by two. Right. You know, which I think was like the uh, like the the smallest margin that we were up by at halftime mm-hmm. um, out of all the non-conference games. Actually, yeah. I went there with my mom. Uh, oh, she, nice. she picked me up from school. You know, we went to the game, but. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with you. I was definitely skeptical uh, for the yeah. Marquette game going into it. But that was the must win. Right. You know, I think yeah. that was the must win. Right. I mean, we didn't, you know, foresee, you know, the Hopkins injury going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, but, no, but, for sure. you know, I, I, I think that that could have been the start of, like, a long win streak. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with, with a healthy team. Right. That could have been, you know, and, and, it, and it was. I mean, right. we went on to beat Butler the next mm-hmm. game. Yep. You know, but that was that must-needed win. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. You know, and it goes to show, once again, like, the amp is, is fired up. Yeah. Everyone who goes there is so it passionate about the front. Exactly. Yeah. It was a sellout. It was over break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we still had a, like, you know, a pack dunk. Right. You know, I mean, the, always amp there at the amp. I mean, that's, um, yeah, it's just fascinating to see. I mean, even all the graphics that were up on, like, Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. showing how, like, the, how the dunk has been, like, the most winning, you know, uh, arena. Right. You know, in, in, in all of college basketball. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, including, you know, like, the Blue Bloods, the right. Big Tens, the, yep. you know, I, SEC, yep. ACC. Yeah. You know, out sure. of all these teams, you know, Providence College was, like, the number one or within, like, the top five yeah. of every single program yep. in the NCAA. So, That's you know, I, I, I think that this was definitely uh, part of the crowd having the factor in the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, I was yelling at my TV too, so hopefully yeah. they can hear me. You know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, just going back to my skeptical point, like I thought we were gonna lose. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, the point guard is a little bit of a mismatch with Pierre and Kolick. You know, I had my doubts and worries about Igudoro against yeah. uh, Odoro. Um, you know, the guard matchup. You know, Carter and then um, Cam Jones. You know, there were there were more favorable matchups that favored Marquette mm-hmm. and that's where I was worried and like not only is it that but you know this is a team that returned all of its starters yeah. won the Big East Conference in the Big East Tournament at, at Madison Square Garden 
had an early-ish upset in March Madness versus mm-hmm. Michigan State. I believe it was in the 32. It was in the round of 32 or the Sweet 16, one of them for sure. And so I was like, you know, I I really don't think we're going to win this game. But not only is our team not experienced enough, but it it's not talented enough. It doesn't have the veterans that Marquette has. It doesn't have the chemistry that Marquette has. It doesn't have the time. It doesn't have the experience, right. you yeah. know. Shaka Smart's a proven head oh, coach, yeah. you know, one of the better head coaches in not only the conference, but the, I mean, college basketball as a whole. And so I had my doubts. And, you know, PC proved me wrong. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm glad and, and I mean, happy for that. And 15 points is like, you know, I, I, that, that, that was unexpected. That's, that's, that was, I thought it was going to be within single digits. I thought it was going to be within single digits, too. I was kind of shocked, yeah. honestly. I mean, I was. last year, I mean, going back to, um, I want to say 2022 even, because we played them around like the, like the end of December mm-hmm. last year, too, yeah. at the dunk. Were you yep. were you at the game with Jack? Sorry, no, I was at the UConn game. You are at the UConn at game, the UConn, all right, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that game went into overtime last yeah. year. And, you know, and like, oh, that was yeah, like yeah, that yeah. close, you know, like hard-fought, yep. like, you know, like – like fist I'm, fight, I remember, you know, yeah. type of game. That's what I was expecting for this one. Right. But, a, but a, you know, I, 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 I consider 15 to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I agree, too. Especially against a, I agree a, too. a highly ranked team, a highly, you know, um, just talked about team. Mm-hmm. Why, widely renowned team, I should say. You know, I, 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 think, I think that was a great statement, a great start to the, you know, conference play. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, now that we're talking about the game specifically, what I remember – like obviously, fifteen point victory, huge. Didn't expect that going mm-hmm. into it. Carter with twenty two. That was the start of his Big East Player of the Year the campaign, yeah. which is still going on. You can argue that he's been the best player in the Big East. That he's done the most for his team individually. You can argue that he's been the most valuable player. I, if I had a vote, and I don't think this is even a biased vote, I would write his name on the card. Yeah. And you know, I don't think there are only maybe a number of other players that are even in that conversation. Mm-hmm. But you know, for me, it'd be. Devin Carter and his value right now is never has never been higher, yeah. and that's why I think that he's going to leave after the season and go to the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll touch on that when it gets there. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Right. Um, but you know, we're talking about ticket gains, right? His 18 points, he made five threes. I mean, we simply just thought shot the three point ball better than Marquette. Yeah. That was really just a story in this game for me. I remember just sitting on my couch and hearing uh, John Fanta, Donnie Marshall talk yeah. about how Marquette was just terrible from three. Just horrendous here. I'm just going to pull it up on the box score real quick. Um, yeah, I mean, they were 4 of 20, 20. from three, yep. and we were 11 of 32. Right, I mean, five of those alone coming from ticket. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's really where – we're going to talk about this later on. I'll get there in a minute. But we're going to talk about this role-player narrative that has really surrounded our team ever since Hopkins went down, right? Right. And it feels it feel whenever ticket is on, it's almost like a certain dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. It's a certain shift that flicks with the team, because you know, you know, obviously, you no, know, everyone knows he's going to be in the corner, right? Yeah. And when he makes those corner threes, and when he like re- makes them consistently, it's just a different dynamic and vibe, like the energy, the Agreed. timing of it. I mean, obviously, th- the three point ball being greater than two and one from the free throw line, but. It just like they're just like these sparks, like these fireworks. Yeah. Whenever he makes them, and when he's on consistently, it really does change the offensive's outlook because not only can you have Carter up top who can drive inside, but you can dish it out to Ticket. Yeah. But then that if 
if they're going to focus more on ticket, that opens up more space for Odoro inside. Yep. And he can go to his bread and butter with the J hook. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's really a different dynamic when, I mean, not only with ticket stepping up, but other role players. And I'd argue that you know, ticket is the most impl- important role player. I mean, you can certainly make a case for it, but yeah. I don't know. Those are just my Marquette thoughts. I don't know if yeah. you had any other ones. No, but. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, talking about Ticket, you know, in, in this role player narrative, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you saw that in the Butler game, yeah. you know, sort of shifting gears here. Yep. In the Butler game, I like, I, I, I think Ticket was, was our spark. He was like, you know, our, I, I think he was our best player in regulation, you know, before going into overtime with uh, Carter getting like those like 10 points, you know, yep. I think playing absolutely fantastic, phenomenal in the, uh, in overtime, you know, that's Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Ticket, like, really just fire from three. Yeah. I, th- I think he, you know, he really started that game out. I think we were up by like 15 to nothing mm-hmm. at one point, but then we started losing it. We started choking towards halftime. You know, it was a, it was a close game. And then it, then it became like that fist fight. You know, yeah. I remember like sitting, you know, like sitting down, like watching that game. And I was like, oh, like you know, we're gonna kill him. Like we're up yeah. by 15. We're up by you know, like yep. whatever. You know, and we kept like that like lead like consistently for like a couple minutes. But mm-hmm. then you know, as soon as Butler went on like a 15 and 0 run, you know, it was a close game. Mm-hmm. And that was to the very end. I mean, it went to overtime. Yep. And that was sent into overtime by tickets, you know, um, tying, yeah, game-tying three-pointer. Amazing. Which, I mean, once again, showing, like, how, how when he's on, he's on. Mm-hmm. As, as you mentioned, it's like right. flipping that switch. Yep. And then you have, like, that, you know, it, the offense is set into ignition. Mm-hmm. You know, especially, you know, with uh, with ticket. When, when when he's on fire, he's on fire. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and I, I forget, like, the exact, I think it was, like, 6 for 12 he was or 6 for 11. You know, from three. That's about right. I yeah. mean, I, I I think that that's a great performance mm-hmm. from Ticket. Yeah. Um, I think personally, I think that this was one of his better games. One of his, you know, I might even add, I think best games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that was followed by by Devin Carter as well, putting in that putting in that effort. I mean, really just uh, you know, sealing that win for us. Yeah. Uh, it, it was really between those two, but yeah, I I, I think in terms of, like the role player narrative, I mean, Ticket has to be on. Yeah, you know, and that's what I want to see going forward, especially with Hopkins out. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see more like those good looks and and just being consistent from three. Right. We saw it in Butler, and and, and you know, it was a close game, but you, a win nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. No, hundred percent. I mean, just with this Butler game, I remember we got into that hot start, and that was from Ticket firing from three, mm-hmm. and at that point, I felt pretty good about it. And even going into this game, I was a little bit skeptical too because I was like, you know, is this Marquette game like a high for this team? Yeah. And are we just going to, you know, drop the next one? Is this team going to attach too much to Marquette and not focus on a Butler team that has very well been the surprise team of the Big East? I would say it's been Butler, it's been St. John's, and it's been Seton Hall. Um, you know, uh, excuse me. Uh, I, I haven't um, – I didn't expect this season out of Butler so far, especially in conference play. Mm-hmm. But, you know, going into it, I was a little bit skeptical too. You know, I can never feel like 100% fully confident with this team. Yeah. And, you know, we'll talk about it on this episode, like the team not having enough talent to make up for margin for error mm-hmm. and depth. And, you know, obviously Hopkins goes into that. But, you know, Carter single-handedly won us this game in overtime because when you get to overtime, it's anyone's game. Right. When you get to overtime, it's who wants it more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not only did our team prove that they wanted it more, but Devin Carter proved that he wanted it the most. Right. And that was the difference. He had 10 in the ten in overtime. We were able to win, you know, by, you know, being carried on his back, yep. you know, and then, you know, he, you could argue this was Odoro's best game in the conference in conference play too. You know, yep. he had 19 points, 14 rebounds, three blocks, just an overall great game. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, he, this was just his kind of bread and butter game. You know, you you would find him down low, he would do his jump hook, 
you know, it, the thing with Odoro is like his mechanics, his footwork, his experience, they're very evil to very easy to see. Yeah. And I know there were a lot of folks that were very like doubtful and questionable, but how he he would stack up against, you know, Klingon, Kalkbrenner, Igidoro. I mean he won the matchup versus Oso. Um, you know, he lost the battle versus Kalkbrenner. We'll talk yeah. about that. He hasn't played Klingon yet. But, you know, when you don't have a seven-foot giant like one of those, well, two of those three guys, well, even Soriano too, but when you don't have a, regardless, when you don't have a seven-foot giant, and we'll, we'll have one of those next season with Bonk, oh, yeah. the recruitment of Bonk, seven-foot, two, 260-pound center from Vana too. Um, I think we'll talk about that next episode. Yeah, that sounds good. But when you don't have one of those giants, you need to win in other ways, right? Mm-hmm. And you can win from your experience, your footwork, and your mechanics. Yeah. And that's how Odoro wins. Oh, yeah. And he knows how to pick his spots, how to choose his spots, and he just did a really nice job in this game in doing that. Yeah. And, you know, has he regressed since this game? Yes. You know, he's sticking with those three base principles, but, yeah. the I mean, the ball is just simply not going to the hoop. Right. I don't, I don't really know what it is because he's sticking with it, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mean to be like a casual podcast basketball fan here, but the ball just isn't going to hope. Right. So that's 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 a concern for sure because now with Hopkins down, it really becomes Carter and Odora. And if Odora's right. not getting it done, then it all falls on Carter, and then you don't have enough role players stepping up. Right. And then, then you need Corey you know, Floyd. You need Corey Floyd, Garway Duel, yeah. Jaden Pierre, et cetera. And then those guys can't make up for the Martin Ferrer because we don't have enough talent. And then – you know, you, you're not playing your style kind of basketball. You know, right. the whole rest of it, right? The right. whole nine. But, you know, I just want to say that. Ticket, you know, he really started the game off strong for us. Big part of the victory, too. Oh, yeah. Because we didn't. Overtime. This could have been our, the, the right. start of our losing streak right. right here. Because, you know. I mean, if, that was a scary game. Right. And if Ticket doesn't start firing from three to begin, and instead if that's, you know, pure Brooks at Butler. Yep. You don't know if the team's going to come back. Right. This could very well be an 85-75 victory for Butler. Very much so. You know, so you can't forget about that right. either. I know we like to talk about Carter a lot and, you know, how he carried us in overtime, which he did. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's the whole game. It's just not overtime, obviously. Right. And, you know, obviously Ticket had that clutch three to send it to overtime. And, you know, that was like a design play. I was listening to the postgame stuff. That was a mm-hmm. design play. Pierre cut inside and made a great pass to Ticket. Oh, yeah. He was not in the corner, by the way. He was just kind of on the outside, and then he drilled it. So that was great. Um, but um, I don't know if you want to rebuttal yeah, no, there. He, he, uh, yeah, he definitely. That was a great yeah. great design play right there. You know, I think it definitely it shows English's trust in his old guys. Mm-hmm. You know, his George Mason guys. Yeah. You have Odori, you got Ticket, you know, both transferring over with him. You know, so I think that that, that was a definitely a design play for Ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, 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 I think he – you know, I think English prefers, like, these plays with, like – you know the guys who are who are performing well in the games, right? right? The so guys who have the hot hands, who have the hot hands. Yeah. In this game, it was Ticket, and, mm-hmm. and against Seton Hall, when we had a chance to win, it was Odoro. Yep. You know, but we'll talk about that in a, in a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, going back to your point uh, with Odoro, I think that this was his best conference game. Mm-hmm. You know, of nineteen points, fourteen rebounds, double double. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that's fantastic in conference play. Yeah. You know, as you mentioned, against all like the uh, the players, like those you know seven footers out there, the yeah. Klingons, the Clark oh, Brenners, the Sorianos, you know, Sorianos it's you know it, it's, it's good to see, and that's all fundamentals, right? That's all fundamentals. It's all within right yourself, yeah. right? And 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 it's all just as bread and butter, mm-hmm. you know. And, and Butler, I don't I don't think they they really couldn't stop that, you know. Mm-hmm. 
I, you know, I, I think that you said like uh, that he started digressing though after this game. Yeah. I, I, I would argue though. I think Seton Hall, like he, he did put up a great performance. True. Yeah. That's but good Seton Hall's defense, I think, found out how to stop it. Right. You know, like the the, the inside ball. Mm-hmm. You know, we we couldn't get any points in the paint. Right. It was more. You know, I, I, I think we took so many shots in the paint that Odor was able to get twenty three, but like you know, mm-hmm. like. Uh, the, the percentage of shots that actually went in were maybe like 30%, mm-hmm. you know? So it's one of like those like law of large number type of things, right. like statistics, you know? Yep. Bring that in, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm learning something here at Providence yeah. College. You sure, know? there you go. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I mean, uh, once again, this game, this game was scary. Yeah. It was definitely a scary game. We were down in the second half. We yeah. lost our lead. We, and and as, as we mention all the time, mm-hmm. the margin for error is so slim. Yeah. It is so slim. You know, in, in this game, you had Pierre Brooks and DJ Davis putting up 42 of the mm-hmm. 75 for Butler. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's more than uh, 50% of Butler's points. Yeah. You know, we, we couldn't stop them. Yeah. We couldn't stop them just like they couldn't stop Odoro. Yep. But, I mean, 42 points is a lot combined from both of them. Yeah. You know? Uh, yep. But I think one of the biggest things, though, in this game was our ability to stop uh, Posh Alexander. Yep. The transfer from uh, St. John's yep. uh, the year before. That's right. I mean, I think if Posh put up, you know, maybe 10, if he put up double digits... Different it's game. A, it's a different game. It's a different game. You know, it's definitely uh, definitely a different game at that point. Uh, we would have lost in regulation. Yep. And, I mean, yeah, we we shouldn't be playing for overtime. Mm-hmm. We should be playing, you know, to win in regulation. Sure. And, you know, it, it, it was scary. I, I am very happy with the outcome, though. Mm-hmm. You know, Carter put his heart out there. Oh, you know, yeah. blood, sweat, and tears oh, out there on the court. You know, I just being that being that man, that bat out of hell. Mm-hmm. That you know, everything. Him. You know, de- defensively, offensively, uh, just a great game from him. Uh, yeah, that was his career high. Yep. Up up until that point with twenty four. Sure. Uh, just a great game from him. Yep. But yeah, I know. I think that's a great uh, that great Butler over you, and I think yep. we'll we'll shift to uh, Seton Hall next. Yeah. So uh, happy New Year. Yeah. Twenty twenty four. This was the first game, first game of the New Year, January third. Uh, you know, once again a home game, our third straight uh, conference home game. Yep. Um, I don't know. Going into it, I was uh, pretty, you know, I, I, I wasn't skeptical. Yeah, I thought this was going to be a, almost an easy win. Mm-hmm. Well, not, not an easy win. It would have been a fight, but it, it would have been a, it would have been a win. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you, if you want to start on the uh, Seton Hall. <laughs> no, go for it. You go want for, me to go? Yeah, no, go for it. All right. Seton Hall. Well, you want to bring up the, ho- all right, all right. Um, yeah, this was a sad game. Yeah. This was a very sad game. Uh, you know, I, I, it's it's almost a nightmare game in, in a sense. It, it feels like a funeral. It does. It, it really feels does. like a funeral. I mean, I I, I think a, many things, many dreams died this day. Yeah. Many people's um, you know, opinions about the Friars, our ranking. Yep. You know, a, everything about it just died. Yeah. On this day, you know, uh, around 15 minutes left in the second half, um, Hopkins was at you know uh, mid court, passed the ball yep. out to Pierre. Yeah. Jumped up in the air, landed on his Awkwardly. knee. You know, uh, sort of hyperextended it. You know, a, a day later, found out the ACL injury. Yeah, you know, out ACL for the season. Um, absolutely devastating. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, it's definitely a change in, in you know, um, where where this team's gonna go. Mm-hmm. You know, because now we got to find a way to fill that spot. Right. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, unexpected. Yeah, no, you know, no, for and, sure. I mean, you you can listen to our uh, previous episodes. You know, especially at the beginning of this season. You know, all of our highly uh, anticipated, you know, um, views of the Friars, you mm-hmm. know, highly anticipated, you know, uh, perspective on, on, on Hopkins. You right. know, we, we, we thought Hopkins was going to be, you know, one of like those like biggest player of the year nominations, yeah. you yep. know, sure. like up there with Carter, yep. you know. 
Um, but, you know, I, I sort of digress a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, this point we did, uh, or this game, we, we, we had a chance. Yeah. Had a chance to win it. We wore down by, you know, I, I would say a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, we were able to take it back to within within two points left. Uh, or two points, you know, yeah. uh, against Seton Hall. Uh, had a chance uh, with like eight seconds left, I should say. Turned the, uh, Seton Hall turned the ball over. You know, gave the ball to Odoro. Yep. Once again, showing you know um, English's trust in his guys. Yep. In the in, in, in the hot performers like for the game. Mm-hmm. You know, of course Odoro put it up, rolled out of the rim. Yeah, unfortunately. And uh, you know, there there oh, went the game. It. That, that was it. it. That was yeah. it. You know, our first um, first loss, conference loss. Uh, it's the second loss against Seton Hall at yeah. home. Last two um, years, yeah. And I mean, it, it was absolutely devastating. I, I wouldn't have spe- uh, ever expected it. Yeah. And. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely shifted uh, our momentum going forward with the Hopkins, and yeah, it's it's just a very somber, yeah, very somber game. Yeah, I mean this 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 game was sad. It was depressing. It was frustrating. It was hopeless. Mm -hmm. It was just just downright awful. Yeah, I mean, there's no other way around it, and. You know, if we didn't win this game, maybe there's a different takeaway from it. But, you know, even if we did win this game, I don't think it would count as much as a victory. Mm-hmm. You know, I think everyone in their minds after the game, regardless of the outcome, was, okay, what is Hopkins' status? Because, you know, I know when I was watching the game and I saw the injury happen, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. God. And you could hear you him. You could hear him scream. Scream from on the oh. on the court from the broadcast. Yep. And it, like, that's just not a scream that I want to hear. That nobody no. wants to hear. No. And uh, as soon as I heard that, I knew it was something serious. I didn't know if it was the Achilles or the ACL. It turns out it was the ACL. Um, yeah. Obviously, everyone knows it now that he's out for the rest of the season. But you know, it's just it just brings your soul out of you. Yeah, I mean it. It felt like someone died. It did. It felt like someone died, and that is not yeah. a overreaction yeah. or being over dramatic or or being too dramatic. Yep. It felt like somebody died, yep. passed away. It really did, and it was nice to see like everyone's support for Bryce after the injury. You know, even other Big East teams. Um, you know, I know my buddies in my group chat that I texted back home. Who are big UConn guys? Go to UConn, UConn fans. They were giving their best for Bryce, and I was just like, yep. you know, thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it 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 was really the start of how are you gonna how are you gonna view this team? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna view it as okay, the season's over, or are you gonna view it as okay, this is another opportunity for the role players to step up? Because I we'll get into this now, yeah. but you know, ever ever since Bryce went down, it's been the Odoro and Carter show. Yeah. And even before Bryce went down, I know we've spent time on this show discussing, you know, our frustrations with Bryce. You know, right. he's not really what we expect him to be this year. How you know him losing weight is possibly the worst thing he could have done. Yeah. You know his ineffectiveness from three. You know, he should be more decisive and just drive to the hoop, you know, draw a foul or just get a layup, dunk even. And, you know, he's a top three player on the team. Oh, yeah. 
you know, for me, it goes Adoro. I mean, uh, excuse me, Carter, Odoro Hopkins mm-hmm. before he went down. But, I mean, he was still averaging 16, 17 points a game. Yeah. And I think with Bryce, a lot of people – a lot of people like to go to the offensive side of the ball and what you're doing on offense and the box score to judge a player and because, you know, the offensive, when you're rooting for a team, the offensive side of the ball is scoring points. You know, there's not a better feeling. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize and appreciate the value that comes from the defensive side of the ball, right? right? And this team is defensive-oriented. Yeah. But – with Bryce, what we've been actually missing the most besides his scoring, obviously, has been his defense and rebounding. Yep. And it's been noticeable. And that's to put it lightly. It's been very noticeable. And that's what we've been missing with him the most is his defense and rebounding. And I know people care about that less, but it's still so important. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're in the Big East and you're playing, you know, 61-57 games against Seton Hall – and, you know, it's just a gauntlet, and it's filled with grit and effort and bodies on the floor and, you know, tough fouls, hard-nosed players, hard-nosed coaches, hard-nosed conference. You know, you need that. Those are – we talk about ingredients on the show all the yeah, time, the right? Yeah, recipes for success. Yeah, it's, gonna, yeah. I know. It, it, I mean, we should include defense on it, but, you know, yep. defense is a huge part of it, and rebounds rebound. is a huge part of yep. it. And it's just – we, this team does not have enough role players that have stepped up ever since the injury. Mm-hmm. There have been flashes, you know, Pierre against St. John's. Um, I'm trying to think of other other examples. but I mean, even like uh, Corey Floyd in the uh, second half against right. St. Hall. Yeah. You know, putting Corey, up like yep. a seven, you know, like right. he needed to step up. Right. You know. Um, you know, Garway had a, had a nice game. Yeah, I want to say uh, against uh, St. John's. I believe that was St. John's yep. too. And those, Pierre and Garway in that game, that was really just, that was a flash of, okay, this team actually is forming an identity post-Bryce injury, um, which was great to see. But it goes back to a few things. It goes back to, one, this is only year one of Kim English. Mm -hmm. I think at this point our expectations have shifted from top four to six team in the Big East to – just make the tournament yep. by all means necessary. Yep. I mean, this day's recording, January 17th, this team is the ninth best team in the Big East out of 11 teams. Yep. And we're playing the 11th team in the conference right now. Yep. Well, well, we'll talk about that game in a moment. Yep. But, you know, it's it's shifted from – ever since Bryce went down, it shifted from like four to six teams to just make the tournament. And it's only year one of Kim. You know, it's, it's going to take him a year – or two or three to get his kind of players, right? right. I mean, we all saw the Osmond Osmond commitment over oh, yeah. the break. I mean, that's just massive. That's huge. You know, during Cooley's whole tenure here, he never landed a player like that. Mm-hmm. So that's massive. And only makes you feel better about the other four and five stars we've been recruiting and trying to acquire. And you saw, you know, the Bond commitment too. Yep. Seven foot two center, two sixty from Vada two, Vada new, excuse me. Um, but you know, it's still not his team yet. You know. We got to accept that he inherited this team, talented team, sure, but I will raise raise my hand up and say, you know, maybe my perception of the team's depth was should have been more in question. Yeah, and I will I will you know recognize and accept that. You know, I thought 
going into the season, I thought we had more depth than last last season. Yeah. You know, I thought you know, top two of of Bryce and Odor, uh, Bryce and Carter, and you have Odoro coming in. You got Garway coming off the bench. You got Jaden. You got Corey Floyd mm-hmm. off the bench. You know, I thought we were a seven deep team. Right. Like legit seven deep team. And I remember on one of our episodes previously, I talked about you know, you need defense, you need guard depth, and you need three point shooting. Yeah. And at the time, it looked like those were our three best areas. I mean, obviously it's changed ever since Bryce went down, but. You know, just I don't know. I'm on a tangent. I'm on a rant here, but just sum it up. This team, not enough role players have stepped up ever since yeah. the Bryce injury. You know, this team doesn't have enough talent to compete with the top of the conference. And when it digs holes from an offense and identity that relies on the three point ball, and we're not hitting consistently from three, it only larger or you know makes the margin for error and gap wider. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have enough talent in sharpshooters like that, you only make it harder and you, you force yourself to play within an offense that, you know, it's not even a fit for you. It's a coach fit, sure, but it's not a player fit. And, you know, yeah, you know, Bryce wasn't affected from three even, right. you know, before the injury. But well, like one for seven. Right. Or like, you know, you two know, for like eight. Yeah, whatever it may be. but. You know, you still can't discredit right. and discount his his defense and rebounding, but you know, yeah, that's just my yeah. my Bryce. No, piece yeah, I, there. Mean, I mean, yeah, like I, I completely agree with you, Ralph. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many people look at the offensive side of the ball. You know, look at look at the offensive side of our, our team. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and Hopkins, you know, in conference play towards the end and the non conference was only averaging, you know, I probably want to say like between like eight to twelve points a game. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the 17, you know, was, like, including, like, all, like, the non-conference. Right, yeah. But towards, was, yeah. you know, the, the conference play, you know, he wasn't our star player offensively. You know, so many people, like, started looking at him, like, in, in a lower light than they mm-hmm. were before. Yeah. You know, because Hopkins was, like, our, our offensive star right. last season. Yeah. Him and Carter, you know, were just unstoppable yeah. offensively. Yep. You know? But now without Hopkins gone, you realize what he truly provides to the team. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, defense, rebounding, and I want to say leadership as well. Yeah. Because I, sure. I, I think it's Hopkins' leadership on the floor that truly facilitates, like, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And without him, you know, it, look, almost a little lost, you know. Yeah. However, Carter is stepping up, and, and I think – doing everything he can. You know, Carter, Carter is doing everything he can. I think he's doing, you know, he, he, the way he's going, I, I, it's, it's crazy. You know, he's putting everything out there. I mean, St. John's putting up a career high 31 points, you know, and still getting the loss. But, yeah. he, you know, it goes to show, once again, his willingness to win. Right. You know, putting everything that he has out there on the court. But without Hopkins, I mean, you're, we're lacking in these, you know, areas, areas these, sure. these, you know, qualities. Mm-hmm. And that that goes to our recipes of success for a game. Yeah. Right. And without, like, you know, two or three of these, which Hopkins was providing for us, like, single-handedly, mm-hmm. you know, I, just like in the rebounds alone, I don't think yeah. we've out-rebounded any of these teams on our losing streak. You know, I, I, we're turning the ball over, everything like that. It's just sloppy play. Yeah. You know, and, and we, when we were looking at the depth of our team, you know, during conference play, you know, you didn't really need, like, a, a backup for Hopkins. You didn't really right. need a backup for Carter. Yeah. You know, the three really that yeah. you needed were Odoro, Ticket, and Pierre. Mm-hmm. Of which we do have, you know, Floyd, Garway, Garway. and and Slim. Yeah. You know, so we so we we had those three for sort of you know as like a as like a replacement for mm-hmm. them, right? So it, it it looked good, you know, on, yeah, on, on paper, on paper yeah. you know, everything like that. 
but you know, it, it, it's sort of like you, you never think of the un- unthinkable, which is one of these players going down, you yeah, know, right. and that's what happened, you yeah. know. And inevitably, I mean, we we don't have that backup player for Hopkins, right? You know, we don't have like that like star on our bench who could just mm-hmm. go out there, play for forty minutes, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and 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 put up the numbers that Hopkins was putting up, right? You know, and and I, and I don't mean that like offensively. I mean like you know p- putting up his his rebounding numbers. Yep. You know, putting up his, you know, j- just the, I, I, I don't like I don't even Defensive know. Defensive it, stops. It, 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 it's like, I I what, what Hopkins provided was almost even intangible too yeah you know you you can look at his like every like all, all of his stats but i think it's just like that intangible factor that like you know he can't he, replace he just, you, you, you really can't mm-hmm. you really can't and i mean even like his you know 13 14 points on offense you know now like you know garway and, and Corey floyd don't even combine for 14 right. points you know so that's that's an area of concern oh it's definitely an area huge of concern, area of concern yeah. you know and and i want to see Corey step up you know yeah no, that's your guy. And uh, Seton Hall, he stepped up. I think that, mm-hmm. that was his best, uh, best conference game so far. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you know, going switching over to Garway now. You know, I haven't really seen too much, you know, to say like, you know, I, I trust this guy. And and, and I've been yeah. saying that for every single episode. Yep. You, you, you <laughs> yeah. go back before the yeah, we had the JP Garway debate. You know, once again, I, I, you know, I, I don't understand the hype. He did have a good, uh, good game against St. John's. Yeah, he is good. I, I. I won't argue with the fact that he is good at dishing the ball out, you know, getting yep, the assist. flashy passes. You know, the flow, oh, the flashy. Yeah. He's great. You know, he's yeah. great when it comes Holds to Holds the ball in a string, but, you know. But, I mean, it, offensively, you know, and, and once again, I'm sounding sort of like an average fan, yeah. you know, because, like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at the offensive side. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do anything for us, you know. Yeah. And, and, and also, I think uh, he lacks a little bit defensively as well. But, mm-hmm. you know, he does have, like, that one, you know, one part of him that – you know, it is it, like the the passing those like right. flashy yeah. plays that like you know, you know that like the, the, the sparks play, you know you know um, yeah I mean and, and I I think Slim's been you know stepping up a lot as well mm-hmm. you know He's Adora exceeded expectations yeah, de- yeah definitely honestly yeah um, but you know why it's definitely it was definitely the unexpectable yeah with no, um, sure. with uh, Hopkins going out. For sure. And, I, I mean, we could switch over to Creighton. Now. Yeah. I do mean, you want to shift to Creighton? Yeah, might as Let's well. Let's do it, yeah. I mean, I, I think this is a game that you watched. I, I dropped my sister off at the train station oh. during this game. Yeah, no, so, I, I can mean, you, I can cover it here. I just want to cover this a little bit. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll shift to the Creighton, <laughs> the Creighton game here. And uh, my, my takeaway from this game was this team could have easily gave up after Hopkins went down and could have easily given up on Kim English only in year one mm-hmm. after the injury, but it didn't. The team did not give up. You know, at once we were blown out by 18 points and we made a last-second comeback. You know, we brought it to within one at one point. And, you know, it, it goes – Crane's a top three team in the Big East. Yeah. I think that's undoubtable. I don't think anyone's going to question that. And, you know – They've they've had some bad losses, sure. You know, you may not like where they are in the top twenty. Are they in the top twenty-five or not? I don't know. I didn't check that, but where they are ranked, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But it's undoubtable that Creighton is a top three team in the Big East. I don't think anybody will, will question that or bat an eye at it. And you know, with this game, it was this team did not give up. This team fought. This team showed it was resilient. And in this game, you saw that mindset is real. 
you know, I think everyone, at least every PC fan, has seen the clip where Kim English is running out onto the floor, running mindset, like pointing his two index fingers to his forehead, mm-hmm. like mindset, 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 mindset. And that was on the big run that we went on. But, you know, this team did not give up. And even with the nine-point loss, that's what I take out of it. Like, I, you know, I'm not a big moral victory guy, yeah. but this game was a moral victory for right. me. And going back to the role-player narrative issue slash dilemma that's going on currently with our team, you know, you saw that Trey Alexander, Ryan Kalkbrenner, and Ashworth, their big three. I, I want to want to see if Sharman had a good game in this game, too. I, I just want to check um, who were their three leading scorers real quick in the middle. Um, yeah, so they had Kalkbrenner, Ashworth, and Alexander. So Trey. their big three of Alexander, Ashworth, and Kalkbrenner, and I'm not going to forget, you know, I would, I would say Shireman's part of the big three and over Ashworth, but, you know, Shireman only had nine. But their leading scorers, their big three in this game specifically, outscored and outplayed our big three. Yeah. And that was the difference for me. And, you know, we could have won this game. And, you know, this reminded me, this was almost the Marquette game at home away, but a different result in terms of the game outcome, yeah. the final outcome. Because, you know, Creighton wasn't great from three in this game. And, like, we were, we were okay, I guess, but... You know, it goes back to this team not having enough talent in, you know, Jimmy and Joe, so to speak, to compete with the top half of the conference. And I know something that we've also talked about on this uh, this podcast has been, you know, this team's ability to win on the road. Oh, yeah. And over, over this Big East play so far, this team has not recorded a road victory. No. It's only been... I mean, it's it's only I guess been six games, mm-hmm. but still, it's still not to record a road victory. You hope, you dearly hope that it changes tonight against DePaul, and you know before we touch on that a little bit to close the show, I'm expecting a win, but I can't yeah. guarantee a win. Right. You know, it's gotten to that point of the season where, you know, I can I like you know DePaul has became a like just win baby kind of game mm-hmm. you know it and it, it's 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 disappointing it's sad you, you didn't think it would, right. it would reach that point and i'm not going to say that's all on hopkins because it's not right you know he's not worth you know multiple games you know it's not like it's a betting line you know but whatever but you know i i from what i take away from this game is you know this team could have easily this is about the long term right, right. You know, this is about the long term with Kim English setting the foundation in year one, mm-hmm. building on the foundation with recruiting yeah. classes, you know, with Oswin, with Bonk, mm-hmm. Ryan Mella. You know, I think we're going to bring in a, a big man transfer like a Will McNair, but hopefully he won't transfer like McNair did. Um, I think, you know, Kim is trying to stack recruiting classes in 2024, 2025, full of four star and five star recruits. Yeah, that's all I've seen that we've done so far. A lot of visits. You know, Oswin and Bonk are only going to help those visits become actual recruits and commitments. Yeah. So, you know, it, it goes back to this is the long-term game because Creighton is competing for a Big East championship, a Big East title. I, I would argue even a national championship, depending on how the, 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 the dice fall, the cards fall. But, 
you know, it's really just, you know, I would be really worried and anxious, nervous, scared if this team gave up in this game. But they didn't. They didn't. Like, they fought. They showed resilience. They showed fight. They didn't give up on their head coach. Yep. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me is that we could have easily gave up in this game against a superior team that's more talented than Mm -hmm. us, and we didn't. Right. And, you know, we don't have the personnel to keep up with Creighton's personnel, but our personnel is only going to get better in the future years. So you kind of got to look at the rear view mirror and, you know, expectations is arguably the worst part of sports, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you're on a win streak and, you know, like – rainbows and butterflies you know you think anything's possible and when you're losing streak you you don't think anything anything's possible and you know i think throughout the season our expectations have greatly shifted i mean pre-bryce injury and post-bryce injury really, obviously but you know at the start of the season i think it was okay this team is a at least top six team yep. in the big east and now it's currently ranked ninth and you know we did say that you know Ceiling is four. I'd say the floor is six. Yeah. That, you know, maybe can challenge like a Creighton, Marquette, UConn. You know, maybe we win a handful of those games out of the six. Maybe we win two or three of those. Yeah. Three would be I huge. Mean, it started with Marquette, you know. Right. And it started yeah. with Marquette, too. So your expectations get <laughs> risen. But, you know, it's just. I mean, this was a moral victory game for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna to leave it at that. So yeah. I'm going to let you rebuttal. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just for the sake of time, I, I'm want to shift over to the St. Yeah, John's. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, I mean, even St. John's, you saw like that similar, you know, um, mentality, that mm-hmm. mindset, that you know, yeah. let's not give up on this. You know, we're we're currently in a three game. It was a three or was it two? No, it, two two game losing streak at this point. You know, no wins in 2024. You're playing at Madison Square Garden. I mean, a, a, a road game. Yeah. You know, we, we oh, haven't yeah. won it on the road. You know, I. It, this this was once again like that mindset game, mm-hmm. you know, a much needed needed win. I mean, to to get out of that like you know slump, yeah, you know, and just uh, just to prove that you know I, without Hopkins we're gonna be okay, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I, we didn't get the win, mm-hmm. but I, I I still think that this was our hardest fought game. Yeah, you know, we it, it, it was very reminiscent of you know like the, our our previous seasons, mm-hmm. you know, under under Cooley. Yeah, you know honestly, where we where yeah. we would uh you know, be down by, like, a lot, you know, especially going into halftime, you know, but then come back towards the second, you know, and have, like, an outstanding second half. You know, you saw that in this game. I mean, mm-hmm. 73-75. Once again, we still we still had a shot to, to win that game, mm-hmm. you know, either tying it up with a two or getting a three. You know, in that case, we had Pierre shoot a three, and it was, an, you know, it was an air ball. Yeah. But we, so but we, still, we still had that shot to win the game. Right, so that you know, chance, that opportunity. Right, so it, it was very similar. You know, the— this is where we're not used to this under English, where you know it comes down to these to these yeah. like last second yeah. shots to win the game, mm-hmm. and it, and it happened two times in a row with Seton Hall and at St. John's. You know, so it was very you know um, it reminded me a lot of the previous seasons, mm-hmm. seasons where you had like Bynum at Xavier, you know, with like those step back threes to win the game, you know, send the team into overtime, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yep. You know, we're not used to that under English. Sure. You know, and I, I and I do feel for English at this point. You know, I, I as you were saying, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's like a whole. You know, it's just a new adversity for him. Yeah. You know, an unexpected. No, you know, yeah. adversity. You know, I just starting out the new year as 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 the best team in the Big East. Mm-hmm. We were two and zero in conference play. Yeah. You know, we were number one. I. You I'm know, twenty second. I believe. In the yeah, conference. we moved up to twenty second. 
and and we fell. Yeah. And we fell to, to ninth in the Big East. We're not ranked. Yeah. And now we're just fighting for a for a shot in the tournament. In the tournament. So it's definitely uh, definitely a shift in and what we where we expected to be at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and I think St. John's we definitely could have won this game. Oh, for sure. You know, it wasn't at their gymnasium, which you know every right. time yeah. that we that we watch a St. John's game and it's at their gymnasium in Queens, we're like, mm-hmm. oh my god, thank God we're not playing them here. Yeah, true. You know, because that place gets so rowdy. I think mm-hmm. I think the, the the Johnnies are like almost like un, unbeatable in, <laughs> in that gymnasium. <laughs> yeah. You know, whereas Madison Square Garden is sort of like the the dunk south. Right. You yeah. know, a lot of Friars fans uh, travel well you know, from Connecticut, travel from well. New York, New Jersey. They all yep. just travel to Madison oh, yeah. Square Garden. Sure. You know. So it, it, we, we, we had a chance in this game. We took the lead even, even in the second half. Um, you know, many opportunities to win this game. Mm-hmm. You know, just couldn't really follow through on that, you know. And then, and then that sort of leaves into the uh, – or leads over into the Xavier game, yep. of which we lost by 20. Right. You know, yeah. um, you know I, but I, 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 think, I think looking at, like, the three games before the Xavier game, you know, and this is, like, sort of, like, my, my main point that I sort of want to, like, just talk mm-hmm. about. You know, sort of besides the Xavier game. So, you know, coming back to school, everyone was like, you know, like, Rich, like, what, what do you think about the Friars now? You know, like, the Friars are just going downhill. Like, you know, there's no potential for this team anymore. Like, mm-hmm. like we're, we're done, yeah. right? And re- honestly, like, I, I, look at, I look at St. John's. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at Seton Hall. Like, I look at, like, those two games where we had the shot at the end. Yeah. And it, they, they didn't look awful. Mm-hmm. You know, without Hopkins, like, we still had potential. Yeah. We still have that had that mindset. We still had that drive, that you know, passion to play good ball. Mm-hmm. You know, the the mentality to to win. Yeah. We still had that winning mentality, that yep. winning mindset. Yeah. You know, and 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 I, quite honestly, I don't think the season's over. I really don't. No. You know, I mean, I don't think it's I, I, over. We, we just need to adjust. We did. It's definitely going to be a, a big adjustment. Now we're four games into the. You know Hopkins injury, mm-hmm. but we're playing DePaul. This is the right. time to to reset yeah. the team, turn it around. You know to to really turn it around, yeah. and and get that win on the road. You know against in conference play mm-hmm. against DePaul, who's you know who's notoriously the, the worst, worst team in the, in the Big East. Yeah. However, we we just need that like moral victory. We need that win. We need to prove that we could win once again in the Big East without Hopkins, and and that's going to be I think the the biggest thing for tonight's game. You know, and I, I want to see Corey Floyd step up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I love Corey Floyd. You know, you can listen to all the other episodes. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm very, I'm very he's high on Corey Floyd. Very pro um, Corey Floyd over here. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be Corey Floyd's season. You know, the season of Corey Floyd Jr. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we we saw some good, you know, some good performances from him, but we also saw some lackluster performances from him as well. Yeah. You know, so I I, I want to see him really, you know, go out there perform really well tonight. I don't know what the uh, starting line is going to be. I think that you. I think Garway's going to start. Garway. You think yep. it's going to be the Pierre and Garway double um, set out there? Because that is that what it's been in the last few years? Uh, I'm not I too. Believe so. Um, yeah, yeah, the Pierre and Garway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that, I that, so. that's sort yeah. of a yeah, it will, it sort will. of a strange, yep, you know, will, offensive yeah. set out there with uh, you know Garway and, and Pierre at the mm-hmm. same time. But I mean, whatever whatever coach thinks, you know, I trust. Yeah. Me too. I mean, but once again, I mean, the DePaul time is to really, you know, and, we, and we've had time off now uh, mm-hmm. since the Xavier game. Yep. So it, it's really that time to make the adjustments and, and really just focus on what we need to do to win going forward. Yeah. But this is one, I, I, I consider this to be the rebirth of our team. This is that new 
momentum, that new spark, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, it, and it all stems from this one game against the Paul yeah. at nine o'clock. So. Yeah, no, I mean, it it starts with one, right? Yep. And you saw you saw what four four straight losses can do to us, right? Mm-hmm. We I believe when we started when we started two and zero in Big East play, we were tied first, if not yeah. the, the best. We were we were we were standalone. We were standalone first stand-alone, place yep. in the Big East, two and zero, right? You know, it was all rainbows and butterflies and smiles and happiness, right? It was. And then you lose four straight, and you drop down to ninth out of eleven teams. Mm-hmm. And DePaul, it all it all starts with one game, and I'm not saying we're going to go back up to number one because I don't think we are. No. I think that's going to be some enough. order of UConn, Marquette, Creighton. Mm-hmm. But what I will tell you is, or I guess I'll pose this to you and ask you as a question. Say this team wins versus DePaul tonight, which is likely, yep. which can definitely happen. Gets revenge against Seton Hall. Yep. Wins against Georgetown. Widely consensus, biggest game of our season. Yep. And then goes into a showdown with right now number one UConn at at the UConn at, at Gamble or the XL Hard. I think it's the Gamble, yep. Am I crazy to say that the season isn't over? Because I'm looking at it through this perspective. You saw what four straight losses can do to a team in terms of the standings. Yeah. What can what can three straight do? Yeah. If four straight can drop you from one to nine, three straight might be able to get you to nine to six in the floor of where both and I believe this team can be. Right. And you know it starts with the with DePaul. You can. You're playing Seton Hall for the second time. You could have won that first yeah. game. I would say we have a pretty good chance against Georgetown, at the very least, at home. Everyone and their mother is going to be there for oh, that yeah. game. And then you go into a showdown with UConn. And if we're able to, if we're somehow able to win that, coming Four off this hype, hypothetical three-game win streak, going into a showdown against number one UConn at the ranked at the time right now. Yep. I mean, I'm just saying the season is not over. It can. It could be a, if if this turns out to be a three game win streak and maybe even a four game win streak against UConn. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you can beat anyone in the Big East. I agree. Because then you have Nova, who is beatable. They can win versus anybody, lose versus anybody. Yep. You've Creighton at home. At home. I mean, You've, that's a different you know di- different game. Yeah. Than 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 away. No. You know, 100%. and if we only lost by nine away, you know, I right. think that. I think that's like three four at home. Yeah. Yep. And then you have you've Butler on oh, the road. Yep. It isn't going to be easy, but you beat him the first time. Beat him the first time. St. John's at home. Yep. Could have won that game on the Definitely road. Definitely could have won that game. DePaul at home. Expecting a win tonight. You can win that game at home for sure. At Xavier, that's probably looking like a loss right now. Yep. At Marquette, you beat him the first time. It'd yep. be a while since he's seen him, but you beat him the first time, and you beat him by 15. Villanova at home. At Georgetown, which is pretty winnable, and then you have yep. UConn at home, who may just rest their team based on where they are in the conference. Right. I don't think I'm crazy to say that the season isn't over. No, I don't think. The and season is. quite frankly, I know, I know, like you know, you play every team in the Big East twice. This is a pretty favorable schedule. Yeah, it's a pretty favorable yep. schedule. I mean, yeah, I mean, considering the fact that the, the bottom two teams, Georgetown and DePaul, we haven't played them once. Right. So we still That's, have we That still could have be four, four games, wins right? right there. 
Exactly. Like, just just looking at from a macro view here, it's. I'm all, I've, I've, I'm like uh, I'm I'm not feeling good, but I'm feeling somewhat mm. optimistic. Yeah. Like I don't think it's crazy to say that the season isn't isn't. I don't think it's crazy that the season isn't over and, you know, we can't go on a run. Yeah. I think it's possible. I think it's possible, too. I think it's possible. I think it's very possible. I mean, away at DePaul tonight, away at C- uh, Seton Hall at the Prudential Center over in uh, in Newark. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's going to be – that'll be a battle. But mm-hmm. we, we were close with them at home, you know, and, and with all the adjustments that we're making now, I mean, especially with – you know, once again, that that spark from a from a win mm-hmm. against DePaul. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who knows? Like that that game, I think is going to be closer than what you right. know, many people are, are expecting. The first win, road, you know, for first road win of the season yep. could be if it happens tonight. Yep. And then we got then we got Georgetown at home, the first yep. home game uh, coming back for second semester. Mm-hmm. And, and once again, Ralph, you mentioned it's uh, that's going to be the biggest game I think yeah, uh, of our entire that's, lives. That's our Super Bowl. You know that's that that really Bowl. is our Super Bowl. You know, and then you go you go away at UConn. Which I mean, uh, that I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one, but you know, anything, I don't feel great about anything, it right now. But it could be different. Anything can happen based on those three. Anything three can happen. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's so much potential, and then yeah. away at Villanova. You know, I, I I think the the best four game streak that we have here is home against Creighton, away at Butler, home at St. John's, and home at DePaul. Yeah, I, agree. I think that that's going to be another four game stretch that we. Are gonna have to win. Got to go four and zero. You have to go four and zero right there. But you know, I, I don't think the season's over. You know, do I think that we're gonna be the uh, Big East season regular champs again, no. like we were in the twenty one twenty two season? I don't no. think so. No. But you know, do I think we're gonna make the championship? I think there is hope. I think there's potential. And if if we could do that, I mean, I'll, I'll be thrilled. Yeah, I will yeah, be. I mean, thrilled, I'll be you know, and and once again, the Big East tournament, anything can happen. Yeah, you know, we we could do anything. Um, you know, in, in the Big East tournament. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's many ways that we could you know. Uh, Seal our ticket. Yep. You know, um, many ways that we could get into the tournament. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it's it starts really tonight with DePaul. It does. And that is going to be does. the must win. Yeah. You know, I don't think we've ever considered a, a DePaul, DePaul game must a must win. win. We yeah. always call that a snooze win. Yeah. You know. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna have to be a must win tonight. Mm-hmm. And this is where I I, I think everyone, you know, our, our entire team is just gonna you know have that you know rebirth mm-hmm. and 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 that new mentality going. Yeah, you know, I think it it starts with DePaul tonight, yep. and you got to take take each game by game. You know, that's really what it comes down to. But yep. yeah, I mean, there's no if ands or buts about it. I mean, I know it's DePaul, but a lot does ride on this DePaul game tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a win, then you know it could be the start of a winning streak, and that can propel us to you know future future wins, future you know higher ups in the standings, future rankings even. And if it's a loss, then, you know, I, I might be ready to call quits on the season, yep. honestly. I think so, too. Because if it is a loss, then I think that's going to show me that the team is just completely given up. I don't think it's going to happen. No. I mean, I'm not going to count out the losing, the losing part of it, but I'm, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think the team is going to quit on Kim English. I agree. And I, I just don't think that's going to happen. I agree. And if it does and if we lose, then – I'm going to be ready to call quits on the season. But, you know, with that all being said, uh, you know, just so thankful, blessed, happy to be back with you, Rich. Oh, yeah. Always a pleasure hey, to record. Here, I'm glad we're back here in Smith, oh, yeah. our new spot this year, it seems we're, like. We're but uh, It's a nice room. It's a nice room. In here. Yeah. Once I mean, again, it's an art school, and, yeah. and this is an art, so. 
Yeah, I don't know if yep. you have any uh, closing closing thoughts no, in the last 20 I mean, seconds. I mean, uh, God bless. Go Friars. Let's get this win tonight against DePaul. Thank you guys for tuning in. And yeah, yeah just uh, follow us on Instagram at TalkinFriars, T-A-L-K-I-N-F-R-I-A-R-S. Feel free to give us a follow, and uh, go Friars. We'll, we'll see you guys uh, the 